0: Hello, you play to win the game. Hello,
1: you know what it is. Welcome to another edition of the Fantasy Freestyle, where we put the fun in functional fantasy analysis. I'm your host, the Spitting Statistician Dane Martinez. With me, as always, is my man Maddie Modica. We are past the halfway point of the season. We are even past the trade deadline. What's going on, Maddie? We're week nine in the halfway point.
0: Well, entering week nine, I knew it was going to be a rough one. Yeah. Uh, the week nine buys and the week 10, this upcoming weekend, are really difficult. At least yeah. that's how I saw it for me and I think for most people. Uh, I knew I was going to have some teams that are really were going to put up some sabotage season numbers, and I tried yeah. to avoid that. Couldn't at all, but, you know, where I could have maybe extended leads – you know, you get like 80-something. That's going to keep everybody involved and vice versa. So, you know, it was uh interesting to say the least. I don't think there's a big uh thing on FAB we'll get to later. There's one guy in particular, which I know will, will be the Ooh. headline talker. All but,
1: right. You know, We'll call that a tease in the journalism industry. If it's the guy <laughs> I'm thinking of, it's a guy that one or two of us talked about a little bit earlier mm-hmm. in the season when he was coming off IR. And then we had to wait a couple of other weeks, but certainly had his day in the sun yesterday for the team that I personally think could be the representative out of the AFC in the Super Bowl. I want winners. You know, last week we had Denver, Detroit, Jacksonville, and the San Francisco 49ers. Um on by and we've got buys you know this week as well this week we have a few teams on by that you know we have members of i mean look at these offenses kansas city Mm -hmm. philly miami and the rams are on by so we're definitely going to have to give people what they need to adjust as it were i want winners but let's get into it. Let's see what we talked about here in Week 9. Week 9 started with the Pittsburgh Steelers taking out Tennessee 20-16. to 16. I got to tell you something. For me, it's that this Tennessee Titan team is letting Will Levis sling it, Matt. Um, Once again, 39 attempts, 262 yards. And I think this could be a little bit of a sustainable boost to DeAndre Hopkins. Also, we saw Burks go down as well. But one thing I've seen from the two outings is Levis is not afraid to grow those air yards. In a way I haven't seen in a little while with the Titans. That was the biggest takeaway for me in this game. What'd you see from Thursday night football?
0: Yeah, I think Levis, he didn't have the the fantasy game or those stats. I thought Burks would have a good game here, uh, especially with Patrick Fitzpatrick out. That didn't come to fruition, and then he got looked to be seriously injured. Uh thankfully, he's not. And he's gonna Looks like he's not gonna play this week. But Levis. Is playing versus uh at Tampa this week, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. And Tampa Bay's pass defense is beginning shredded. We saw it's what CJ Stroud did to him, absolutely. And are we'll 31st play-
1: in the NFL yeah. against the pass Tampa.
0: So, I mean, Levis this week, I agree. D Hop and King Henry are really the only two. Spears is like that flex, right? Mary, he, if he breaks more he catches a pass, and real quick on the steals, it was just two notes I have for myself. Deontay Johnson, uh, last two games, 23 targets, 15 receptions, 175 yards, finally got in the end zone. Uh, And Jalen Warren versus Najee. Najee's high rushing yards this season in the game is 71. Jalen Warren Thursday night had 88 yards on the ground. Uh, (laughs) But I I know Najee scored the touchdown. I just – when you look at the guys – play i don't think i I, think you're
1: absolutely right i mean this was something we were saying back in august matt
0: you remember all the way our kind of our our
1: draft preview like to me this looks like you know tony pollard and ezekiel elliott kind of part Mm -hmm. two warren is the more explosive back and i do believe as the season goes along and as you get into your fantasy playoffs that kind of uh division of labor may start to shift even more another game
0: we were before we before we just run off this yeah. Just I hopefully George Pickens and the Steelers have resolved the issues. Oh, with and him he, unfollowing them on Twitter and all that yes. stuff. Pickens has got to make that catch and bounce. That's yeah, he's got, totally to his he's got to get his foot down. He's got to get his foot down. And you know, I just hope, you know, of course. It looks like Deontay's going high and he's going low. But we yeah. can move on. All right, fair enough. Next game of the weekend was
1: over across the pond in Frankfurt, Germany, where the Kansas City Chiefs take out the Dolphins 21-14. I'll let you go first on this team. What was your biggest takeaway from this
0: game, you know, across the pond? Uh, Rasheed Rice needs more snaps, more Mm. routes, more targets. Their pass, their wide receivers are not good. I mean, Kelsey... um, you Know they paid attention to him, he had what like three or four catches, like 16 yards. He really didn't do nothing. Their defense has been really good. Uh, Tua with four sacks in a game, I think it's like one and like mm-hmm. it's a terrible number. So, if you get to Tua, uh, it, for fantasy, it was no bueno, right? <laughs> but here's the one thing we're really hoping it sounds everything's sounding good. A chain back week 11. I fingers are
1: crossed. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Listen, we alluded to it. I don't know how much of a fantasy take this is, but from my from my eyes, when I saw that morning game, listen, Matt, the Chiefs defense is for real. And I think mm-hmm. that is a big takeaway. They, you know, 16 points a game they're allowing. They held Tua and this dynamic Miami offense to under hundred, uh, under 200 yards passing. And they're doing it kind of every week now. The Chiefs are actually second in the NFL in terms of points allowed. You heard Patty Mahomes after the game saying that, you know, he thinks they're the best defense in the NFL. You know, if you are right now, you know, if you're seven and two, if you're eight and one, the Kansas City Chiefs could be a defense that you start to look at for their playoff schedule as well that was a big takeaway for me in that one they are who we thought they were um next game we talked about a little bit give shout out to Josh Dobbs he comes in with about what three days in that organization (laughs) not even knowing people's names and he takes them to a win the Vikings beat the Falcons 31-28 you know extending the play and scrambling on fourth down with about 30 seconds left mm-hmm. um like just making plays and honestly man he did that in tennessee he did that in arizona he's like looked at as like this placeholder quarterback but don't tell him that you know he he he's a serviceable nfl quarterback but the other thing i gotta say in this game acres goes down with the um i think it's the achilles injury and i was starting to ask you if the split in Minnesota's running back room was going to change a little bit with Akers having the arrow pointed up and now not Madison. So I wonder, does Madison once again become a volume play? And then on the other side, I saw 38 attempts out of Heineke, And, you know, we were talking about Arthur Smith and what that meant for London and Pitts (laughs) and all that stuff under Ritter. I, I now am kind of buoyed by the idea that they may trust Heineke, to do a little bit more in that Atlanta offense, which could be good for guys like Pitts, Jonu, Smith, and London when he comes
0: back. What do you think in this game? I've kind of seen where, like, even with uh, Arizona, the first few games, he was really good. Those last, like, three games, he was kind of awful. Mm -hmm. And now he's got a new lease on life. I'll just be, I saw a lot of people putting him as, like, top 12 quarterback rest of the way. I mean, maybe if Jefferson comes back. I mean, they do um, have weapons. They do yeah, have weapons. They weapon. do have some weapons. Uh, I'm just a little, you know. I, I think he can fill in in a pinch. I'm not sure how good. The thing with Madison is, he's a volume guy, and he's really not good with volume. He had one big play; it was like a 47-yard catch. Right. And you look at the rest of his stuff. I think he's meh at best. I'm not a fan. So, but right. he's gonna have he's gonna have touches. So if you have him, you're probably gonna roll him out. And hope he's, you know. I Atlanta, you look Johnu Smith. Again, <laughs> that was, he I mean A I, long I mean, touchdown. Like, in, in my, in, yeah, in my tight end premium leagues where I have him, I, I do love this guy. Uh Pitts got tackled like on the one. Uh I saw that. Bijan, I mean, I don't get it with Bijan Robinson, and I really don't get into this Arthur Smith shit. I see people on you know Twitter X, whatever you want to call it, just like losing their minds over this. To me, it's low-hanging fruit. Look, the guy's yeah. getting you, you know what this guy's going to do. He, he's going to troll you and all this shit. But, I mean, Bijan doesn't get the, the green zone touches. He doesn't. Algier got it. the touchdown. Inside yeah. the 20 every game. He had 15 carries. He had 15 He did have the down.
1: fumble in this game, right?
0: And then he sat I, I a couple you. of drives after that. You think that was part of it? I mean, maybe. I, I, I don't really have I, – I I don't want to go down that road and get into this mind, but I don't get it when you're first and goal – and he doesn't get a touch. I mean, right. they gave Jonu a handoff. Right. And it's like, so I mean, I don't know. Heineke, I I think right now maybe gives him a better chance. I thought they were going to win that game. Uh, uh, hopefully for Drake London owners, Drake London's back this week. Monitor yeah. that. I think it's trending in the right direction, but... Just keep an eye on that. I mean
1: look. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think to be honest, if you like you said, if you have Drake London on your roster, I think you're encouraged by Heineke being under sender as opposed to Ritter. I think they will do Yeah, what was the shirt he
0: had last year or something like Terry McLaurin's Right. Open somewhere after it. Like, you know, yep. <laughs> just, so that's the mentality I think you want to have for fantasy, at least.
1: Sure. I mean, if you have that wide receiver, you want you want a quarterback that will sling the rock a little bit more than what we saw from uh, Desmond Ritter earlier in the season. There was a shutout in Cleveland as the Browns took out the Arizona <laughs> Cardinals and Clayton Toon, 27 to nothing. I don't know. There's not much for me to take from this game. Right. Mm-hmm. I guess my question is. What do you expect from guys like McBride, guys like Hollywood? Now that we hear it will likely be Kyler Murray, barring any kind of setback in practice and kind of working his way through this week. It does look like Kyler Murray is going to be back on the center for the Cardinals. Is that that a boost for you for guys like McBride, guys like Hollywood and others?
0: Yeah, I think absolutely. Will Kyler be a bit rusty? And, you know, I got to think he's going to be. I mean, I. but I still think for rest of season, I think it helps these guys out. I think it was well played how they set it up. There was no way I was bringing him back at, at Cleveland. Right. And even if he was ready last week, give him the extra week or two. I mean, you really don't want to win these games anyway. And if anything, if they're going to take the quarterback and they have the number one pick, you want to showcase him and you want him to succeed and look good. So there's a market. Right. Yeah. Good job there. I would have to think I mean God bless Cleveland's defense. Mm-hmm. They, helped, they helped me I got 35
1: a, points out of them in one league.
0: They helped me in in a in a lot of places and it was a very challenging week. So Yeah. No, I hear you. Listen, they were my I, I just did I say one thing about I mean Watson he made a couple plays but he still looks awful.
1: It does. I mean, if, no, I think you're after. You watched
0: right. that game and if it was against them, You know, a team not starting a rookie quarterback in his first appearances. And what do we have now? Last year we had nine rookies start a game. I I know we have at least nine. We have a nine, and we are likely going to get a ten today, Mr. Tommy uh,
1: DeVito. Forget about it.
0: So we're going to have 10 already. And it just, you know, if you're a good team, if you're a Super Bowl contending team, I think you got to have somewhere in the budget where a guy like if the Garden Minshew, like that type of player, is available come March. You got to go in and swoop him up, because right. at least he can move the offense and give your team a chance. Especially if you got a good defense, like the Jets would have, you know, probably six wins this year. If they yeah, I
1: hear you. It's I a mean, smart proposition, um, you know, to have that backup in tow because it, it's about a 50-50 chance that you're going to get through the season with mm-hmm. your starting yeah, quarterback. Yeah. I think it's something like actually, I saw this last year. I think twenty percent of teams actually went to QB three at some point in the season it last I checked it is a dangerous position no matter how many (laughs) times they throw a flag for roughing the passer um next game Green Bay Packers uh they take out the Rams that one was 20 to 3 I don't listen Green Bay wins this game but I'm not impressed with their offense in any way and for me the question is still listen the Rams have a bye this week my understanding is Kyron Williams may be able to come back after that buy in the Rams backfield. And we've been trying to figure that out for the last couple of weeks. You know, the the fab that was blown on Zach Evans, them bringing, um, you know, Daryl Henderson back from the dead. And now what do you think it's going to look like? Because to me, if Kyron Williams is back, He's back as, you know, the lead dog there that was helping fantasy teams win weeks. So uh, do you see that the same as me? Because to me, the most important thing of this game is nothing Green Bay did. But is there anything, you know, that I can expect from Kyron Williams in that Rams backfield um, after the bye?
0: Uh, I think Kyron Williams, if he comes back week 11, week 12, whatever it is, I think once he's back, he's going to have, you know, the majority of those touches in the backfield. You know, maybe the first game or two, they'll... Give a little to somebody else, but it's right. going to be his backfield. And the takeaway from Green Bay, Watson has just been woeful. Yeah, uh, even Dobbs, who the first few weeks was you getting a lot of targets, he's basically touchdown dependent. If he doesn't catch a touchdown, you're getting maybe three points. So, and Jordan Love has just been it, it, he he disguised a lot of it early because he had the six touchdowns to one interception the first couple of games, but right. he wasn't good statistically. And it's come... So, I mean, I really... Outside of maybe Aaron Jones, and he's maybe getting to 100% now, I don't really want any Packers.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Listen, I, listen I'm listen. i surprised that they won the game. I even thought, you know, I even thought without Stafford that the Rams would be able to do some work but there. The
0: Rams signed Carson Wentz today. They
1: did. The Rams signed Carson Wentz. I mean... Listen, I I see you chuckling, right? But I mean, they're on a bye. I guess if anything, really? this is an indictment on how serious the Stafford injury
0: may be. Yeah, and I guess the Jets just really hate Carson Wentz. I mean, they, yeah, didn't right. even, they like, could have bring had him in too, just to be a backup. And so, you know what? At some point, let's listen, see I got to tell you something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm hearing more and more. I'm in the New York area. I think it's,
1: I think it's next to impossible. But there was a lot of talk about. Aaron Rodgers really thinking he can make it back, um, you know, whether it be if the Jets somehow do make the playoffs or what have you. I don't think it's going to happen, okay? I think but it's going to be Zach Wilson. Now, say he comes back and but for what? That I mean, behind defense. that offensive line,
0: he's just going to yeah, get hurt charges, again in another four snaps. That Chargers defense isn't, you know, the most brutal. I mean, they got some good players up front. You
1: know, you got yeah, They Bosa, got some edge rushers. I mean, Mac and, and Boza and the Mac, other kids. Yeah.
0: But they just destroyed the Jets. They did. And. If Aaron Rodgers is coming back off of this very serious injury. I mean, yeah, he'll, he'll be running for his life. Like, and the Jets, like I said, I didn't get it. They didn't even leave people, let alone chip. You heard uh, Eli say chip about a thousand times last night. Right. But never once did they even leave a tight end in. Nope. It was,
1: you know. Or like you said, move the pocket. Let Zach, I mean, you know, Zach is in his early 20s. He's not like Aaron Rodgers. Like, let yeah, him try and is,
0: create a little bit. Look, Hackett. Is good because he has Rodgers. He's been Rodgers' coach. I don't think Hackett has shown anything outside of Aaron Rodgers to me, anything good. Yeah, I mean, you know, what he did. I think that was kind of the problem with the Jets getting Aaron Rodgers. They got Lazard, who hurt that team last night. A ton of drops
1: from Lazard.
0: Uh, A couple of penalties, a block in the back. Yeah. The other guy, Cobb, was a healthy scratch. Like they had to invest this money. It was like, wasted money. Listen, so kind of really <laughs> I agree with you,
1: but uh, somehow
0: we were talking about the
1: Packers and the Rams and we got back to Zach Wilson. I think you're trying to dig <laughs> the knife in a little bit deeper into me, but I don't know. No, no, no I we no. We'll, we'll, uh, we can talk about that later.
0: But. Yeah, we
1: will. Keep it moving here on the Fantasy Freestyle, representing the Cloud 10 Podcast Network. As always, when we put the fun in functional fantasy analysis, in all the five boroughs, I'm known. Forget about it. Talk about teams that are done. Put the New England Patriots on that list. The Washington Commanders take them out 20-17 to 17 on the road. Listen, the Pats right now are literally in last place in the AFC. I think Mac Jones' days, or at least this is the last year you will ever see a team saying that Mac Jones is their QB1. But for me, listen, we talked about it last week as one of our wide receivers that we talked about and being heavily added. Jahan Dotson. Gets in the end zone again, four catches, 69 yards. The touchdown makes it look a lot better. There was no Samuel there. Um, Is Dotson kind of back in the good graces? Is he a flex play? Is he a bench stash if you got to run him out here during the buys? I mean, you could wind up, you know, you might have Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown on by Mm. this week, you know, Puka Nukua, Cooper Cup on by. If you have Jahan
0: Dotson, is he cracking your starting lineup this week? He cracked it last week, and he's okay. going to crack it again this week. Uh, it's out of necessity. Curtis Samuel not being there has really helped him. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, he's solidifying that spot now. I mean, he's supposed to be that guy. And That's what he was drafted to be. Yeah. So, let's hope this is – and he can at least do it for one more week. I think that game, Washington – this Washington-Seattle game, I think, is really – going to be important because this might decide who gets into that wild card. The wild card. Yeah. And I know Seattle's five and three. I don't think they're good. I think they will be seven and seven, you know, once week 14 is done. So Washington can win this game. They'll have a tiebreaker with Seattle and this might determine who's the wild card at the end of the year.
1: No, I think that's interesting. I mean, you know, there are going to be teams at that kind of nine, 10 win mark that are vying for those wild cards. That's even why I, I keep the name Minnesota kind of on the radar mm-hmm. because you will be, you know, teams that are have around nine Only. wins we will be thinking about.
0: Only takeaways from the Patriots is Demarius Douglas. Yeah. You know, we even saw Juju catch some balls this yep. week and Hunter Henry. They just don't have receivers anymore. Everybody's hurt. Uh, they're not good. And if you have one, R- Tori you got to hope he makes a, you know, can bust a big play every week. Right. Really a, I mean, it's just that's no, one of these play.
1: offenses. That there's really nothing to speak of in terms of fantasy like we talked about with the Packers. So let's keep it moving. Before I even give you the score of the next game, Matt, he did it again. You know who I'm talking about. This guy is now, depends on your scoring system, but he's now tight end seven. I'm talking about Taysom Hill. He did it again. The Saints beat the Bears 24-17. Taysom Hill with a touchdown pass this week. 11 carries for 52 yards. uh, Four catches uh, and a touchdown receiving. He's obviously taken, you know, Jamal Williams led the NFL in touchdowns last year, right? He doesn't have that role with the New Orleans Saints. Taysom Hill is the goal line back for the New Orleans Saints. Quite frankly, I've been almost joking with you for over a month about like how much of a thing is it and I know you've you know accepted it on some level but I feel like I've said this now
0: three weeks in a row to you Matt taysom Hill he did it again he's tight end he's a weapon overall he he's a weapon I mean I guess the only least I could think he's a tight end is like Yahoo because I know they're like very strange and liberal but right you know in the leagues I play and he's a quarterback so you're okay. not really starting. So he's like quarterback twenty eight, right? And, but he's tight end seven. But this guy does it. He's one of five plays in NFL history that throw for ten touchdowns, one for ten touchdowns, and catch So look, and I I don't blame the Saints for bringing him in these games because <laughs> It's working. Moving. He gets the ball moving. He gets in the end zone. So I it's it's working. I would keep doing it. They are who we thought they were.
1: All right. Fair enough. It does look like we're going to see Justin Fields potentially back for the Bears here on Thursday night football. Just a note. Hopefully
0: if you own DJ Moore, you're you're praying. The the two takeaways for the Bears this week is Justin Fields plays. DJ Moore has some life. Of course. I mean, it's really, he was averaging, you know, like he was like a 10 point guy, maybe a 15 point ceiling. he got six this past week. And the other thing is the running back situation. Huh. Really nice spot because the Panthers rush defense is like 31st. The guy was almost like 30 or something. They were really bad going into last week. Yeah. They went towards the bottom. So is Herbert's practiced two days in a row? Uh, what do you do with uh with our foreman Deonta? I, I mean, I think I'd probably still start him if I'm in a if I'm in a pinch at running back and hope he gets in the end zone. Okay. Because I think. He'll get a little revenge, right? A little revenge oh, okay. game for him. That is and a little revenge game. He's just on a team right now that, you know, they're having a hard time with Beijing through five picks. I mean, those right. are offensive things yeah. yeah. But if he gets into that red
1: zone, he's got a chance. No, that's fair, and we'll see what happens with DJ Moore if it is, again, Justin Fields throwing him the rock. This next game, I think you were alluding to the guy who's probably going to be the top waiver ad this week, Mm -hmm. the Baltimore Ravens once again really embarrassed an nfc division leader a couple weeks ago they did it to the detroit lions this week they do it to the seattle seahawks 37 to 3 and our guy is keaton mitchell mad keaton mitchell 138 yards on the ground he gets into the end zone not to be outdone and i think this is kind of what's almost more important to me gus edwards another two touchdowns on the ground i know i think that's who you were alluding to i know he's going to be a heavily added guy people are going to spend fab but what about this matt a lot of that was done when this game was already out of reach you know a lot of the keaton mitchell production was kind of garbage time that's why i'm telling you gus edwards with another two touchdowns i think that's the kind of you know more sustainable part of this offense even when they're in tough games gus edwards is kind of like the jamal williams for this year getting into the end mm-hmm. zone but i do think everybody wants to hear our take on keaton mitchell this is a guy we were talking about um early in the season we reminded people about when jk dobbins went down we told you to potentially grab and stash him even when he was still on ir and if you listen to us on the fantasy freestyle and held on to him somehow throughout the, buys, the depending on how many IR spots your league has and what have you, you were definitely rewarded. Do you think this is uh, – is this real, or is this a one-hit wonder out of
0: Keaton Mitchell? Well, let's just talk about Gus Buss real quick. Sure. He's got five touchdowns in his last two games. Yep. Yeah, he's really – Lamar, I think, is 17-1 and one or something like that against – he has got one loss, and so he's like 17-1 and one versus NFC teams. Right. That's career. So, he's got a major – now, here's the Keaton Mitchell thing I'm doing this week. The guy that I had rostered on a boatload of teams, dropped him over the last you know, couple of weeks. He had that injury, a little setback with the hamstring, mm-hmm. and he activated him. So I might have him left on a couple of teams, but he's pretty much gone everywhere. Me and a uh, friend of the show, Chris Ficaro. Yeah. He last weekend, like, fourth overall in the NFFC primetime. I think we're now seventh after this week. We got our first loss of the season. We have a Lamar on this team, and as much as we maybe are one wide receiver like bench depth short. My philosophy is we have eight hundred and forty dollars. The next guy has five hundred ninety-one dollars out of a thousand budget. Right? Are you bidding five ninety-two? <laughs> yeah, five ninety-two. He's ours. We have Lamar. If this guy becomes a thing, he may not become a thing. But what are we saving this money for? Right. at This, this is a shot. This offense looks really good. Everybody thinks Baltimore is one of the best teams in the league. I do. And if you have Lamar and Lamar's not going to score, there's probably going to be Gus Edwards. If it's not Gus Edwards, now it might be Keaton Mitchell. Right. So I want the Ravens touchdowns. So that's what we're doing. We're uh-huh. putting five ninety two on Keaton Mitchell's. and he may not. He might not be a thing. This might be fake, but it's week ten. What are you waiting for? If you got money, you gotta, in my opinion, drop a bag on him. As, yeah, as old friend uh would say the fantasy exec, drop that bag. Yep. That no, bag. I, I agree
1: you with you. It. And I think I, I, if anything, to me, this is this is hill. That could be in trouble because I could see yes. a universe where Edwards and Mitchell are the kind of one-two punch when you are in your fantasy playoffs. But I agree, Baltimore looks really good. They continue to dominate those NFC teams. And as time goes on, and Lamar just gets more and more comfortable in the Todd Monken system, we talk about all the weapons they have. We're talking yeah. about their ground game, but obviously the guys like you know Mark Andrews, Zay Flowers only one catch. It doesn't matter. They score thirty-seven points. They want to get Odell involved. Like this is going to be a challenge to take down the Baltimore Ravens. And they've got one of the best defenses in the NFL.
0: They That's are primed. The I think to me, uh, with the Ravens, we don't know. Like I said, the Keaton thing, you got to take a shot. here. Yeah. The shooter shoot, whatever yeah. phrase you want to use, but the wide receivers, like I know they want Odell involved. They're trying to get him involved. He got a touchdown from the mm-hmm. back quarterback. Uh, even Bateman's been buzzing around a little. Mm-hmm. So just keep an eye on that for, you know, one of these guys might become a thing, you know. They're not going to be beating everybody, but these big games, just being able to run the ball. At
1: right. You know, it might be a week to week
0: thing, though. Also, where one week Odell
1: has a nice game, the next week Zay Flowers has a nice game. The no, next could week, be. you know, they run for two hundred forty yards. You know, that's that's good for and the real know, I'm, I'm NFL I'm talking team. about like bench stepped here. Yeah, you know, that's fair.
0: As one of these receivers,
1: that no, they're you know, viable on the Guys bench. that are. all...
0: Are are available, it's just kind of like
1: whack a mole, though, on any given week. Which one Mm -hmm. is it gonna be? But you know, it's definitely good for the Ravens fans out there to be sure. The last thing I'll say in this game, and then we got to keep it moving here, is your boy JSN finally led the Seahawks in uh, in receiving yards and receptions for one game. Him going six, he has more receptions
0: over the year than DK Metcalf, does he? He has 29, DK has 28. DK's got like another 250 more, a lot more yards, yards. yeah. But DK's been a Been very underwhelming. I put a tweet out. He has one game over 100 yards, six games uh, with 75 yards or less. His last four games, I mean, he has 220 yards and one touchdown. Yeah. So, I mean, Uh, Seattle is in trouble. That's what I'm saying. We've been talking about this overall. Seven
1: interceptions. Yeah, we've been talking about the Gino and that offense overall, right?
0: I I think the problem is it's – part of the league. Like, everybody sees them five and two. Oh, yeah, Seattle's good. And it's not that they're bad. They're good in terms of there's a lot of, like, okay teams. Or mm-hmm. not really, you know, there's not those superior teams to me until somebody beats Mahomes. To me, the top two teams right now is Philly and KC, and Baltimore's right behind them. But until you beat Mahomes, right. but as you said, the Arrowhead Invitational, and Philadelphia, their defense has not been good, surprisingly. But uh, as long as Jalen Hurts is healthy, I think they're the best team.
1: All right. Let's keep it moving here. Listen, maybe the most impressive showing of (laughs) Week 9 happened with rookie stud quarterback now C.J. Stroud in a shootout as the Texans beat Tampa Bay 39-37. We had the running back uh, kick a field goal even, and that was the difference. That was impressive, too. 30 of 42. 470 yards, five touchdowns. I mean, we've been on this Houston passing game since early in the season, talking about guys like Tank Dell, talking about guys like Nico Collins. And it has continued. Um, It was just the other impressive part for me is on the season, Stroud actually has the best TD to interception ratio in the NFL, Matt. 14 touchdowns, only one pick in this season. Um, you know, and Baker and the Bucks put up, you know, 37 points as well. A lot of production in this game. But, you know, it's clear to me that C.J. Stroud is uh,
0: comfortable in this league. Yes, he is. And he struggled his last couple of games. And he did. They lost that Carolina. And he looked just uh, just electric. The throws, he made all the throws. You, you, you even thought they had a chance late. Like I was watching that game. Uh, I was like, I think they might, you know, pull this out. And he didn't disappoint. So look, if you got Shroud, he's a guy that's been really good. Uh, they got they're playing the Bengals. So, you know, even mm-hmm. if they're losing, you're hoping for fantasy purposes. Yep. You know, I'll take you over in that game. Noah Brown, uh, I don't know, but he's been getting targets, five or six targets for the last three weeks. Robert Wood's ain't out there. For now, on a bye week, if you need if you, you need somebody to put in a flex, I don't think it's a terrible move this week. I'm not saying in the long run, right? But versus Cincinnati, we think it's gonna be a lot of points scored. They're gonna have to keep up. He's delivered, like I said, five or six targets each of the last three weeks. Tampa Bay it was Evans week. Otten got Godwin stuff. I don't think Godwin has another bad week that he bounces back, you know, so. All right. Um, The Indianapolis Colts
1: take out their old head coach, Frank Reich, and the Carolina Panthers, 27-13. Really, Kenny Moore did it by himself. Kenny Moore scored two touchdowns. That's more than Carolina or the rest of the Indianapolis Colts. So that's probably the biggest thing here. I also want to say in this game, Matt, I've been saying for about a month now that, Chuba is the back-to-own for Carolina, Mm -hmm. not Miles Sanders, okay? Uh, Chuba Hubbard, 16 carries, 58 yards, another four catches in the passing game. That's 20 touches overall. Miles Mm -hmm. Sanders only had nine touches, six on the ground for 39 yards three receptions for 22. I remember telling you about a month ago that I thought Chuba was leapfrogging Miles Sanders when he was still out there on the waiver wire. He's not out there anymore, and hopefully people listen to me because Chuba Hubbard is the RB1 in Carolina, Matt.
0: Yeah, Bryce Young, I thought this was a good game for him with Indy's pass defense, and he was just awful, killed dealing in the process. Uh, and the last thing I said with Indianapolis, uh, JT, 23 touches, to Moss is seven. So we're seeing that, you know. I know Moss has been a little banged up, but I think we're starting to see it. And hopefully that'll continue.
1: All right. Uh I don't want to talk much about this game, but the Vegas Raiders take out the Giants 30 to 6. And I mean, listen, the Giants are going to be running with Tommy DeVito, it looks like. Forget about it. That's a fugazi. easy. Forget about it.
0: Uh well, they have the, the worst option. That's something for the Giants might get their quarterback in the future. Yeah, it might be Caleb I mean. Williams. Danny Jones is out probably for most of the next year. Yep, He's gonna right. they, They're going to cut him after 2024. Yep. it's really a two-year contract in the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got the out there. He got on the hook for like $22 million. only takeaway from this game was Jacobs. You know, he had the right. 100 yards, then he lost three yards on his last carry. So got two touchdowns, I and mean, that was really it. Uh, I, I thought Oakland would have had that big boost, you know, that got the guy out of the building. But, sure. Yeah,
1: you know, they, they were smoking yeah, cigars at
0: the street. end. Forget
1: about it. Fantasy Freestyle, Dane Martinez, Matty Modica, Cloud 10 Podcast Network, giving you what you need to win your leagues and win that cash. In all the five boroughs I'm known. Forget about it. Keeping a move in here, the next game was what many people thought was the game of the week in the NFC. The Philadelphia Eagles maintain their dominance in the NFC East. They take out the Cowboys 28-23. I heard a lot, you know, from the Dallas side that they feel that they were closer, right? They're only, you know, kind of a a Dak step out of bounds and a, you know, quick measurement away from really being even closer that they think they can take out Philly if they see them again. Is that something you think? Or because I heard you say that Philly is kind of on that top tier, maybe with only San Francisco
0: in the NFC. So how close is Dallas, Matt? Uh, I think Dallas played a really good game. And as you said, if that doesn't step out, that's a field goal game. If they get that touchdown by six inches or whatever. Yep. So I was impressed by Dallas because I didn't, Hold them up as one of these, you know, elite teams. I think this was a very good showing. They're kind of like the Dolphins to me where they beat up on these bad teams. Yep. I agree. But it is a division game. You look at the Redskins have played the Eagles really tough, but you got to win these games and they'll get a shot. If they can knock off Philly at home, that would be huge. I think that's really their chance to have any shot at the division. Philly's got a couple of really tough games coming up off the bye, They're playing the chiefs. That's going to be held a Monday night game. Yep. And read off a of bye is pretty damn good. It's true. This <laughs> so is true. Uh, we'll get to see that. But I mean, for me, Pollard started off the first couple of games. looked like he was going to be really good and, He's really kind of struggled at least, you know, putting up fantasy points and stuff. Yeah, D. D. Lamb has been ridiculous, electric. Eleven for
1: one ninety-one. I mean, a little bit of that is padded by the last play of the game when they get stopped, but still, um, you know, that's a huge outing. And I gotta say, Ferguson to me, yeah, that was the, the, the other guy. He's the number he two
0: came. option, right? He was wide open too on that on uh, on the fourth down play. You know that they that they didn't go to him on. Uh, He had, what, 10 targets I got here, 10 targets, seven receptions, 91 yards and a touchdown. So, yeah, Ferguson has been really good. He has been. I remember Dalton
1: Schultz was kind of under the radar good in that position last year, you know, as that Dallas tight end. So there definitely is production to be had. On the Philly side, let me ask you something. I agree they're part of the class of the NFC, but listen – goddard now goes right Hertz Mm -hmm. looks banged up to me um is this going to catch up to philly
0: at some point yeah i mean i don't think they're gonna lose one game all year i think they'll lose another like a couple of games uh hurts to me the way he throws that deep ball is really impressive. I mean, that throw to Devontae Smith yeah. was really good. I mean, him, him and A.J. Brown have that connection. Yeah, the Goddard thing is going to hurt. because He was a nice safety valve for him, and he's a really good player. But Goddard every year misses like a month. This is something that happened. So, Devontae Smith owners, this is our chance after the buy. I think for Philadelphia getting the buy this week, and San Francisco getting that by last week, even though they lost three in a row, they needed that by. Yeah. They needed to get that defense right. They needed Trent Williams to get healthy, Debo to come back because right. Debo really changes that offense for them. So when you get your buy is important too. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's, t- I mean, Hurts is just so good. He did look hurt. He took some shot to the knee, but I, I got, I think this kid is a warrior. I got much respect for him. And, you know, are the Eagles a super team? No. But their defense, if that gets going at some point, you know, their pass defense has not been good. That's what's really hurt them. And you know, Swift's been good, not great. Penny got two carries, so Yeah, you know, there was a penny Rashad Penny sighting. I would say, like, in the next couple of weeks, if you got like a dead roster spot, it's not a bad thing to stash Rashad Penny. If so something happens to Swift and he ever gets the opportunity to be the lead back here in something, in that you know, you got to think about if you're going into the playoffs, what could be, mm-hmm. and that to me is just something there. That's really no, I it. think that's interesting. And one of these weeks,
1: I think we should also focus on that. Like as you're getting your team ready for the mm-hmm. fantasy playoffs, what are the right moves to do? How do you build your bench to really give yourself the best chance? You know, is it time to cast aside that wide receiver five, uh, you know, for, for someone that can really help you given the kind of worst case scenario for your roster, your team, as you move into the playoffs Sunday night, football was an emotional game. You know, Demar Hamlin wasn't active, but we were back at the spot where, unfortunately, he almost lost his life last year in the Cincinnati Bengals. Listen, they take out the Bills 24 to 18. Joe Burrow, 31 of forty. 348 yards two touchdowns eight different guys got receptions like chase did not light it up this was a t higgins game if anything else it was higgins with eight Mm -hmm. catches and 110 yards i think that the fantasy herd i think really is in place here in cincinnati you know there's going to be chase but it can be a lot of different guys
0: and that's a benefit for the Bengals. Yes, I mean, the Bengals look – Burrow looks back. The thing yep. with Chase is hopefully he did not sustain a serious An injury? I mean, that looked really bad. He made comments about, like, look, I just got to get healthy. Right. So I, I don't know what to take from that. It's early in the week. I mean, he played the sure. whole game, though, you know, even after he yeah, landed. no, no. I, I'm not saying he's going to be out, but he made some comments that, you know, maybe it's just the next day you're super sore. You're like, real sore, yeah. I, I don't know, but I'm just saying that's something to mark. To me, here's the takeaway with the Bills. Uh, I'm a Bills fan. Right. And the first month, they had, like, I think by DVOA, the third best defense. Since then. They've lost a lot. They they are dead last. And losing Milano in London, losing Trey White. White, uh, And Albers missed the game. The guy Bernard they brought in this year, who's been really good for him. He got a concussion against the Bengals. Who was it? Uh, Was it Michael Hyde that got hurt in that game Mm -hmm. a couple of times? And the Bills, with all that, still had a chance. If Kincaid, who played a wonderful game, doesn't lose that ball on the 10-yard line and they score there, the Bills might win that game. So let me
1: ask you something. You're a Bills fan. We've talked about this. We've already declared our fandom here on Mm -hmm. Fantasy Freestyle. We've been talking about teams so far here in these kind of tiers right? And we've been talking about, you know, the Philly, Kansas City, Baltimore, maybe San Fran tier. We've also been talking about the the Miami-Dallas kind of teams that are probably good, not great playoffs, but what happens when they step up? Where do the Bills belong vis-a-vis these tiers? In your opinion, are they closer to Dallas and Miami, or are they closer to San Fran and Baltimore?
0: Uh, i say right now, closer to the Dallas-Miami and the problem here is there might even be a step behind mm. because the defense, which was a strong court, just is it's it's gutted. And the offense, what I just don't get is I understand Collins what said it a thousand times. Oh, Lap Murray's the best blocking back. Look, your offense, you have to outscore everybody now every week you play. That's how you're going to win. Josh Allen has to run the ball, mm-hmm. has to do Josh Allen things. He's gonna make mistakes, and you got to live with that. But James Cook should be getting screen passes, setting him up for the screen, not Shakir. You don't want Shakir catching the screen pass and then running down. You want it to be James Cook. Give him a block or two. This kid this kid is good. Uh, I, I don't business. get it. I got major problems with Dorsey, and you've got to let – I don't want to hear we got to protect Josh Allen. What are we protecting him for? This is our window. He, he, you know? Right, right, right. If he gets hurt, he gets hurt. It's part of the game. But he's got to be Superman for the Bills. The Bills are only going to win. The fact that they held the Bengals to 24 points, I thought was kind of amazing. They scored on their first two possessions. I thought they were going to get run out of that building. Diggs is awesome. But, you know, he it was kind of Josh Allen. Bagel for missed. Gabe Davis, though. Bagel missed, for Davis. He missed Davis. Davis had a touchdown. If he puts a little air under that ball where he had, I think it was Cameron Britt or whoever the DB on that play was. He had him beat. But he threw it like kind of like a line drive, which, look, it was a tough play. But you got to put a little air under that, and Davis gets a touchdown there. So, look, the Bills are – I don't know. Maybe they can win the division. It's kind of a coin toss right now as a Bills fan. And maybe if they they don't win the division, maybe they're like that seventh wild card. The Bills season is totally different than when it started. And, of course, they have no defense
1: anymore. Yeah, and, you know, the Bills, you know, hosting games in the playoffs versus going on the road for that gauntlet will be a very different situation for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Monday night football, though, um, the Chargers come to MetLife Stadium, and they scored 27 points, but they had a punt return for a touchdown. They had turnovers galore. I still, listen, watching that game – the Jets' defense limited Herbert and the Chargers' offense, kind of similar to how they did for Allen, how they did for Mahomes, how they did for Hertz.
0: No, the Jets still ultimately should have had a chance to win that game. They, they could have. They, they I mean, I went into a matchup last night where I was down three points. I had Herbert. My opponent had the Chargers' defense. Yep. Kind of thought I was going to win that yep. game. Yep. And the defense outscored him. But, and you look at uh, Eckler, got the two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, they, they contained him. Look, he got the they had the ball in the one. did. He did have that. He did have that really nice run where he he we got. He but the Chargers had, had short fields all night because of turnovers. Garrett Wilson would have fumbled. Zach Wilson with the turnover. Yeah, oh yeah, no. I mean, look, that's how that game went. Eight sacks. Yeah. And Zach Wilson missing Garrett Wilson on that cross that probably goes. That's probably to the house. You could. Yeah. My under, my team that was undefeated in FFPC now has a loss because I, I needed that. I mean, I was like, I needed a Garrett Wilson touchdown at the end. I didn't get it. First and goal with what twenty seconds left. You don't throw one pass to Garrett Wilson. Yeah, he's yep. fucking running out of bounds. Use my language. He's running out of bounds. Nah, I, I, I didn't get that. Listen, Zach Wilson is not good. Uh And we talk. And look, I look. I, I don't want to kill the kid because I think he. I think if you had the right system. And you maybe changed an offense for him. You can maybe grow with him, but they're running an offense. This kid has—you see—he's shell shocked. Yeah, let him roll out. Let him use his athletic. He's got a strong arm. That he's is. got a great he's arm, and he's got he some so agility. Yeah, in that pocket, he, he has, has like so, which you know he got sacked eight times last night last, and hit repeatedly, fumbles. So. Same thing like people are saying like when when you can get the rush on to Tua
1: that he sees the rush, you know, like mm-hmm. his medulla oblongata not with his <laughs> rhythm, right? But it's kind of the same thing, you know, maybe he's just like former Jets quarterback seeing ghosts out there
0: on a Monday night, but the Chargers uh, get this yeah. victory. But um, I think the Jets have, you know, that defense, like Garrett yeah. Wilson said, it's, it's hard walking back to the sidelines on those three and outs because what the defense. Yeah, so. I, I, and I think... And Garrett Wilson, to me, is one of the top five receivers in this league. If he had a quarterback,
1: Listen there was he even had... one catch that a ridiculous catch he made because like couldn't get his feet down mm-hmm. um on the sideline but you do see the pure talent That is there. All right, Matt, here on Fantasy Freestyle, the next thing we do, I give you the three most heavily added guys at the positions. I want to get your reaction, see who you would prioritize, and to see, quite frankly, who you are shocked is available as widely as they are. So we'll start at the running back position. We talked about it. Keaton Mitchell, the heaviest ad. He's only 5% on rosters, over 135 yards on the ground, and a touchdown for that juggernaut run game in Baltimore. Um, Denver had a buy, and remember, there's the kid Jaleel McLaughlin. He is um, only on rosters in 29% of teams. He's coming off a buy. I know you were wondering, is Javante really turning into a workhorse in Denver? But many people are still thinking about Jaleel. And then I think this one is interesting Um, because we have talked about how we think the kid in Washington, Howell, actually does have a little something. We've seen there be games where he is a volume thrower. Antonio Gibson is only on rosters in 45% of leagues. He had 11 touches um, in week nine. That's his season high. And I think he could offer some PPR appeal if Howell is going to be slinging it as much. Those are the three most added running backs, Keaton Mitchell, Jaleel McLaughlin, and Antonio Gibson. What are your thoughts there, Matt?
0: Yeah, I think you got to take the shot on Keaton, as we mentioned earlier. Yeah. Uh, McLaughlin, if I have, I would pick him up and, you know, he's a, he's a bench guy right now. Which it does sure. look like Javante is taking that workhorse approach. And it looks like the head coach doesn't really want to air it out with Russ. He's right. trying to do everything possible. Right. He's not now. cooking. Yeah. So uh, he's a bench stash. And Gibson. You know, Gibson, I, I like. I got to start him in one league this week. I like the matchup. I think that's going to be a really entertaining game, Washington, Seattle. And, you know. You want those pass-catching PPR? Yeah, I think he's
1: definitely a PPR kind of play, not in standard. In standard, that's obviously Robinson in Washington. But in a PPR format, I think you could do worse than Antonio Gibson. Um, At the wide receiver position – Listen, you're going to be. This is the one you're going to be surprised about. Tank Dell, my friend. Tank Dell is available in 60% of leagues. He's been part of this Houston passing game 114 yards last week, two touchdowns, one of CJ Stroud's favorite options. And we've been lauding the Texans' pass game. So he's an option on the waiver wire. Quentin Johnston, I know you call him Quintim Johnston. He's available pretty widely. And remember, Josh Palmer went to IR, he didn't do a ton in this game, but with sauce Gardner on you for a lot of the game, that is understandable. And then here's another name. And I I tell you all the time, you got to think about the teams on the buy. There is a wide receiver with one of these teams that just had a buy who is also potentially coming back from injury this week or next week that I think you got to file away. And Matt, that's Zay Jones over Mm -hmm. in Jacksonville. He is um, only on rosters in 20% of leagues. Four out of the five people listening to this pod right now can go ahead and make a claim or grab Zay Jones. And when he's there in that offense, he's a part of that offense. And I know a lot of people think that the Jaguars offense, you know, is one of the stronger ones in the NFL. Uh those are the wideouts. I know the way you feel about Tank Dell and the Houston. Uh, Texans, I know the way you feel about Quentin Johnston, uh, even since your pre your preseason takes on him. What do you think about Zay Jones being widely available? Jacksonville off the bye and Zay Jones
0: working his way back from injury. Is there a utility for him down the road? Uh I I really like Zay. I got him on two teams that I've been holding. He's missed what, four of the last five? Yep. But I did see a blurb where if he doesn't practice this week, he might go on the IR. Ooh. So I'm monitoring his practice this week because I think he's really dynamic for that team. He, he really changed his whole career with, with, with that season with the Raiders and then mm-hmm. last year what he was able to do. So, yeah, I'm I, I, if he's going to be active, I think you need to pick him up. I get why Tank Dell is available in a lot of these leagues. You know, he had the concussion rate. Right? He was out for a couple. He missed a game or so. They had to buy. Uh, again, I like him. Noah Brown, to me, is a flex desperation play Right, if you really hold up. And Quintin, I've, that's that's something I've been wrong on. I, I thought with that offense, and the, they hired the new offensive coordinator. It didn't work out. Addison was the guy. I was a big swing and miss by me. You got to admit when you're wrong. But hopefully now, you know, this game against the Lions, they're home. They're going to need to score points. Yep. And this kid's a you know first round pick. No, there's opportunity
1: there to be sure. You know, Detroit and the Chargers are two of the worst teams against the pass in the NFL. But I would
0: take Zay Jones out of all three. If If he's if he's gonna be active if he's up and if he's up and he doesn't go in the IR, to me he's the guy I'm 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 taking. All right, at the tight end position, listen, we've kept telling you these same
1: names. John O. Smith, you know, uh, a touchdown, another 100 yards. He's had five or more targets in six of his eight games this season. And then there's a lot of guys in the 60 to 70% rostering, over 50%. But, you know, in totality, give a look because these guys might be available. I mean, Taysom Hill is at 64%. Dalton Schultz is at 69%. Yeah, then you gotta get him. You have
0: you've to gotta get him. You know, uh, but definitely. Ferguson
1: is only at seventy-seven percent. Cole Komet is at seventy-seven percent. Uh, Dalton Schultz at sixty-nine percent. Janu is you know less than that at only thirty percent. These are all guys that we've talked about before, so it's really just yes. a league by league thing. You know, all I mean, those guys Dalton are viable. Dalton Schultz right? has
0: really come on of Really too. has. Dalton Schultz, Komet, uh, Janu. These guys, I mean, especially now, like these Ferguson. last week and this week, Ferguson, I'm not opposed if I got to do a tight end and put a tight end in my flex if that's the best option. Okay, you know, These guys are, you know, it's not ideal in, in, in a non-tight end premium, but, you know, if you're throwing out some scrub wide receiver or some running back that really isn't, you know, projected to do much, you might be better off. I mean, right. kate has been a beast. Less yeah, absolutely. K-K. What? Listen,
1: when the Dawson Knox King happened, I told you that I thought Kincaid could
0: be a league winner
1: off the waiver wire.
0: Listen to this in his last three games. 26 targets, 23 receptions, 221 yards, and one touchdown. In his last four games, DK Metcalf is 220 yards and one touchdown. So he's got more receptions than him, one more yard and the same amount of touchdowns.
1: No, absolutely. Uh I was telling everybody about that one. I was shouting it from the rooftops, and a lot of these tight ends that we've been talking about week in, week out, have continued to it perform. has been
0: it has been the year of the rookie tight end. Yeah. And I'm pretty happy about that because I do have a lot of the Porter and well, Porter out course. there, Kincaid yeah, out there. That's stays the course, but I, I think you gotta pick up John. I, I've got him in in a couple of leagues, and he's a part of their offense. He is he is in a a way that
1: really wasn't um but i'll say it again jason hill is eligible uh go grab him because oh yeah really the most consistent source of production i have seen it's like touchdowns multiple touchdowns every week (laughs) and to your point he does it in so many different ways so that's been another edition here of the fantasy freestyle remember like subscribe rate Review. Give us a five star review. Tell us why you love us so much. It truly does help. We'll be back next week here talking everything that happened in week 10, really getting you ready for that final playoff push. My man, Maddie, mm-hmm. says it all the time, and I'm going to reiterate it right now. If you're saving that FAB budget, if you're saving that waiver priority, like, the time is now. You know, you got to round into form, make yourself the best version of yourself going into that stretch run and the fantasy playoffs after week 10. We'll break everything down, give you a look at the waiver wire and tell you how to get ready for that final run. So, for my man, Matty Modica, I am merely the spitting statistician, Dane Martinez. We will see you back here next week. Another edition of the Fantasy Freestyle in the books. Forget about it. We're out. Peace.
0: Cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it.